Hey guys, welcome to Mikey on the, Mikey on the Mic. I can't even say that. It's so hard. Um, I'm here with my friend Emily, who is my friend by marriage. Um, yeah. She was lucky enough to meet me and I was, and to have me take Amber off of her hands. So she decided to come on and talk to us about a bunch of things. To talk shit about Amber. To talk shit about Amber. Also, Amber. <laughs> also, Emily is one of my six subscribers, so she is a Michaela fan, so we're here. I, I mean, yeah. I know what you live with, so yeah. <laughs> Emily actually is paying me a stipend every month to deal with Amber. It's true. So for all of your friends that think that you had a sugar mama that was paying all of your bills... Here, I it was actually you. It was actually you. Honestly, though, we need to re renegotiate terms because I feel like I deserve more. I feel like I should be like a sponsor of the podcast since <laughs> I'm bankrolling. Perfect. Default, so if you want to just go ahead and, you know, put an ad just, out, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Name drop you. Oh, yes. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Emily Gardner. You damn right. Go ahead. I'm here for that. You know what? I might. I might do that. I could have a kitchen. <laughs> but no, you've been, as I told you, not to get sappy off the jump, but you have been the best thing to happen to Amber, and I'm so happy for the two of you. Oh, thanks. I think I'm the best thing that happened to Amber also, so we have that in common. You adopted a third child. Um, <laughs> oh, you have no idea how true that is. Let me tell you how much refereeing I do between her and the children. I could see it. I <laughs> Who plays more Nintendo Switch? Amber or Asher? Uh well neither one of them are big on the Switch right now. Um but she does play Harry Potter on PlayStation a lot. Mm -hmm. Little nerd. She is. But we love her. She's a good kid. She is. She's a good egg. We'll yeah, keep her, I guess. Yeah, and she does have good legs, so there's that. I mean, you got that girl. Oh yeah, I for I forgot about her nickname, Sexy Legs. Her name is Sexy Legs. <laughs> where did that come from? So I, I have, have heard you call her this. But I don't even know where it came from. I have to look down to see her so much, but um, she did. She does have good legs. I don't know what it is. She I'll does. Give, I'll give it to her. I'm I mean, like you're not wrong. Opportunist. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but no listen i appreciate it like you know it's just like uh i don't know if you heard that part of the podcast with tara but about how we have a friend who tries to tell me all the time how sexy amber is to try to get like a rise out of me mm -hmm. i'm always like yeah no you're right why would i be with her if she wasn't her, so appreciate it right like right i'm like yeah no you're 100% correct. No, you'll be thrilled to know that is a bridge that I never wanted to cross with Amber. Um, I don't look at, I think there's a, a weird misconception sometimes that like all lesbians just have hooked up with every other lesbian. Um, but no, I have not. I have never wanted to. I've never been attracted to Amber in that way. So, well, I mean, she did like more. have sex while you were trying to study. So, no, I was too busy uh, being cheated on by my ex at the time, um, and 
uh, trying to get into grad school. So yeah, that was that was kind of where my headspace was during my three plus years. Of Obviously, life. you were wrong. You should not be doing that. You should just be sleeping with random hoes. I should have slept with anything that moved in in hindsight and in retrospect, and I did not. So hey, hoe pieces are important. No, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, we could have been having a different conversation, you know, but no, we never <laughs> diverged, so. Well, no, I know. I think it's funny, though. Yeah, you know, and I just enjoy picking on her because she just has a face, right, that, like, it's easy to pick on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't hide her emotions very well. She can't, and she's so quiet, and she just takes it, and she's just, like, a little mute over there in the corner, and... <laughs> I just love her little emo vibes half the time, and I'm here. Yeah, the hood up and everything sometimes. just and everything. The hair down, hood up, not paying any attention to what you're doing. Yep. Silent. Welcome to my marriage. <laughs> I mean, I can, <laughs> I can only imagine, which is why I owe you, like, my left yeah. arm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Amber and I had that conversation not too long ago about how like socially we just need different things because I am pretty social. Like I am like 51% extroverted and 49% introverted. So I still need that social interaction from people. And she doesn't, she's super happy just hanging out at home Mm -hmm. by herself in the dark. And yes, in the dark. Oh my gosh. We fight over the freaking blinds every day. Mm-hmm. Amber, but like uh, for, for a spoiler for anyone, she just wants to sleep, have a hood up, not talk to anyone, <laughs> play an occasional video game, um, and then lurk about. And, you know, she walks so quietly. Like, she's just so silent when she's, and you just <laughs> pop up and you're like, where the fuck did you come from? And she's like, I've been here 10 minutes, you know, and you have no <laughs> Yes, but she's like, I don't understand. You're always just texting people. And I'm like, because you don't talk to me. I need interaction sometimes. And I just enjoy talking to people. Yeah, you two are a good little mix, though. But I think that's what makes it work. Because sometimes I'm the same way in terms of I can be really social and I can turn it on at work when I need to because I have to. And then sometimes when I come home, like the last thing I want to do is talk to somebody, but I also still at times come home and I have 8 million things to say and I'll get on the phone with somebody for two hours. It just right. depends on that day, but Amber is not that. So. No, she's not, but she's a very big, like her love language is physical touch. So we had this disagreement and she'll probably kick my ass for telling this to my six subscribers. uh, Right. Um, But literally, so I started this new job and it's been pretty stressful, like emotionally and like mentally. It's just been a lot. And so, and we've been working opposite shifts. So when I come home, sometimes I just need to like unwind and just decompress. And she immediately wants me to be like hugging her and like, oh hey I love you so much and I'm like I can't right now I'm just I'm tapped out or like I'll give it like I'll be like oh yeah like we'll like cuddle on the couch or whatever and then the other night like 
I had reached my max capacity and I was like, I just don't have anything else to give you right now. And she was so upset with me. And I was like, it wasn't you. It was just, I had reached my max capacity for that day and I just needed space. I just needed time. But she, she wants that. Like she doesn't need conversation, just hug her and she'll be fine. (laughs) See, and maybe that's why, maybe that's why I think she's a mute because we never got to that physical touch stage of our relationship together. Exactly. You guys don't, she doesn't think you love her. Boring me for years while I lived with her. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If I took nothing the rest of this conversation I can walk away with that and yeah. I'm here for it no but I think you yes. I think everybody's different and I think it's important to understand how I differ right I if think I, I lost you if I cut off of that sorry I had a phone call uh okay yeah I was gonna say I love you for part of that but like people differ is what you were saying yeah I think people are just different in, in what they do and in how they do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's just part of being in a healthy relationship. And as somebody who's coming out of a not very healthy relationship, I think it's important to understand that you can be different and you can want different things. And it doesn't necessarily mean that either one of you is wrong. So no, the and fact I think Amber I, and I have had no. that conversation. Yeah, yeah. We've had that conversation a lot where like, I'm like, you know, we're different and I have to accept that, like, you need different things for me, which means that because I love you, I need to be willing to meet you halfway at least, right? Like, I know that you need that physical touch. So, like, yeah, I might not be, like, ready to, like, hug you and, like, snuggle on the couch and watch a movie or whatever. But I know that's what you need. So I'm going to give that to you. But also, I need you to understand that sometimes I don't want that or like whenever I'm at my max that's where I have to cap it for that time and I'll give you more when I can but also I need more like conversation and things like that so you have to meet me halfway like I told her the other day I said even if you talked to me about the sky color and like what color blue you thought it was it would be something right like it's a conversation and I would prefer that over nothing I see that's where you two are good mix and Matt, you're working on it. <laughs> I don't know what my I thought about what my love language would be, and I don't know if I think from being in a in a in a vibe in a situation where I didn't really hear a lot, you know, how much I was like appreciated or like anything like that. And I'm not one to like be overly bragged upon normally anyway, but yeah. I think I'm probably more on the words of affirmation spectrum. I could see that. I could see that you needing words of affirmation because I feel like going, being with you through your divorce, I feel like that's all you were really craving. Yeah. Like an answer in general would have been nice, but we didn't get that. Well, but um, yeah, mine is uh, acts of service and gift giving. But to me, acts of service are a gift but like also if you go to the gas station and you're like oh I saw this drink you really like that we can never find and you buy it for me that to me is showing me that you're thinking of me look at you you're so cute I know I'm so adorable it's I know I try to I think just the nature of what you do for a living and the yeah. fact that 
give so much love to other people in any capacity. And, and you've obviously, you know, been with kids, you've been with adults, you've been with everybody. So I think the fact that you're just, you know, willing to put yourself out there and put your health and your mental wellness on the line sometimes for the betterment of somebody else to make sure that they're doing well or that they're recovering and they're doing what they need to do. It, it falls right in line with you. Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. But then also my line of work also is the reason why sometimes I am just like physically touched out. Cause you know, <laughs> whether, whether you like it or not, these patients are putting their hands on you, like not in like an aggressive or like even in like a like sexual way, but like you're getting them out of bed, you're doing all this. So like I'm physically being touched and physical, physical touch, touch for, a, for a, oh, oh, oh. Where did you, you hear that, you that echo? echo? Oh, weird. I cannot hear it now. Oh, anyways, there was an echo. Anyways, physical, physical touch for a long time was a, like the bottom of my love languages because I was like physically abused. Because I was physically abused as a child, like, physical touch was really low on my list for a really long time. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's now, like, getting higher up, but also words of affirmation make me really uncomfortable. So that might actually be my lowest because it just makes well, me so uncomfortable. Well, you know, it's why you cringed when I said how much you were a good person and how you put yourself on the line. I saw it. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I think that that would make total sense and... Like I said, I think everybody's different and you never really know what situation somebody's come from. Um, so I think just the fact that you can communicate that and you can be open with that and you can know that about yourself is speaks volumes. Yeah, no, I think it's, but I think it's important to, to like understand that like regardless, like Amber and I, again, have had this conversation where like, it's not her fault that I have this like past trauma. Right. So while yes, she married me and has taken on my past trauma, she also doesn't deserve to have to like live with the consequences of it fully. Yeah. So sometimes I have to work through that to give her what she needs. And I think that's important for relationships is to know that people see things differently. Like um, she and I have had conversations and even like my kids and I have had conversations about quality time and what that looks like to everybody. Cause Quality time to me, if we snuggle on the couch and watch a TV show, to me, that's quality time. But, like, my sons, they want it to be something, like, big and extravagant. Like, going out and doing something. Or, like, the other day, we had, like, family game day. and like, But it was, like, a whole production, right? Like, where <laughs> they knew this was quality time together. To me, that's not – I don't have to have that quality time. It's just any time that you're spending time just – one-on-one -on -one or together yeah and I think everybody I think you know it's it's wild that even as like kids and teenagers you know they're already kind of picking up on this is kind of what works best for me and this is what's gonna and the fact that because I've been to family game day with you guys um I won't I won't mention the drama that was ensued with uh with the games that we played but I think it's more yeah, like you, you guys as a whole and as a unit, I think have blended super, super well together. And I think it all just kind of meshes 
in, but I think you guys yeah. have a good sense of, okay, this is how, you know, Asher's different. This is how Tucker's different. This is how Amber's different. This is how you're, you know, you're different. So I think it, right. it works. And I mean, you guys are killing it. We're, we're trying. Um, you'll be happy to know, side note, that this family game day went off without a hitch for Y'all. five hours. Whoa. Nobody I had to anyone's territory and then stormed out. <laughs> no. So we played Risk. It was the very first game that we played. But we had to bribe Asher with money. I told him he would earn $5 from me if he did not get mad during the entire game day. And he did it. I was real impressed because, you know, he gets real heated about some risk. He was a little heated. And to be fair, the kid was winning, like, the entire time. And then at the end. I know. Mama just I know. He over just thought- and taught him a few things. And I mean- he did not like that. But you know what? Those yeah. are the breaks. And I view that as good parenting. I mean, I'm not going to let them win for fun. No, absolutely not. Um, But back to the original. So you recently have gotten into a relationship with kids. And I wanted to know, like, the other side of it, right? That, like, what, what does it feel like as coming in to kind of like an established family as somebody else? Yeah, I think actually one of my first phone calls was to you and Amber, actually, to ask your thoughts and your opinions on everything. And the age differences are a little bit different. So obviously your boys are a little bit older. So when Amber kind of came into the fold, your parenting dynamic and your parenting style were, were pretty much set to the point where you, you know, it was it was kind of more of the trivial things of Amber falling in line. Um, which is another reason I think why it's good for you that she's a mute because she just kind of will let you do all that. Um, and be fine with it, but she's coming to her own. But yeah, so the boys are five and two and I think just coming into it. Um, so my girlfriend has custody basically every day except for every other weekend. So for all intents and purposes, I mean, they're with her the majority of the time. Um, so I think when I came in, the first big conversation that she and I had was more when to kind of introduce them and bring them into the fold. And so that was the initial thing was, you know, trying to make it as natural as possible. Then when I met them and hung out with them and they're great and they're very smart and they're very loving and they're very, you know, they're five and two. So at times they get a little bit wild and crazy, but It's been nice. I think I try and let Natalie like do her thing as far as being a parent and being a mother because she does a damn good job of it. Um, I think I'm more trying to take on more of the supportive role in terms of if she's having a question about, hey, how should I approach the issue with him? Or he like the five year old um, recently started like medication for like ADHD. Um, and so then just trying to kind of figure out the, the barriers cause there was a conflict with the ex, um, in terms of kind of what he thought versus what she thought and what she was seeing versus what he was seeing. And there was just a lot of differential. There's, there's a lot of kind of toxicity with that dynamic as well. So just trying to be supportive of her as much as possible. Um, her ex-husband recently got married and 
his wife of two weeks kind of has come in and completely bombarded the situation. So it's given me a good model of what not to do um, <laughs> in terms of not overstepping and allowing her to parent because she's, I mean, she's got it pretty well figured out at this point. So it was definitely a weird dynamic to get into at first just because I'd never done it. It was certainly something I was open to. I know it's something that she kind of viewed initially as maybe being a deterrent because I didn't have kids and like I'd never dated anybody with kids. So I know it was something she was a little bit insecure about. Um, but again, I think it kind of teeters back to communication being the key with everything and just kind of talking through it and me voicing my concerns, her, voice, her voicing her concerns and us kind of meeting in the middle, um, especially just after going through very, very tough divorces, which we both did. Um, obviously mine being a little bit more recent than hers. Um, it was just kind of finding that right dynamic with, with really just more being able to talk to each other and communicate and go through everything. So I would say, yeah, just, just being able to kind of talk through and if she has a question, I, I try and support her as best I can, but I try and stay out of it as much as I can. No, I think that's important. Like as someone who like I had kids and like was dating and dating people without kids, it was more of a, I need someone to support me in the beginning and like make relationships with my children, not necessarily like parent them, but just learn them, become parent, like become close with them and make these relationships. And then I think with Amber, we just kind of like started to phase into like, no, if I'm not around, you are the like rule maker, right. force it and I'll support you. But it's hard. It really is. And I can only imagine coming from the other side how hard it is because like it, even on this side, it's so hard to be like, how much is too much too fast? Like, like, do I want you disciplining my children after dating for six months? No, but like, also I want them to respect you as like someone who has some authority in their life because like if that becomes further down the road, you want them to not think that that person's their friend only. Yeah. But also, it's kind of cool to have a safe person because, like, as a single mom, you become this, like, authority figure in their lives and you have to, like, discipline them. You have to be, like, the disciplinary and the, like, loving person. And sometimes they need a safe adult to go to. And it's kind of cool to have, like, a step-parent who can, like, or, like, someone you know, like obviously an, a, you're dating their mom, not married to them, but like, you know, like someone that they can feel safe with that like may not necessarily be the authoritarian in their life, but they can go to when they need help. Yeah. And I think it's been, um, the Waylon is her two year old. Um, and I think he certainly, he'll come to me, like he'll like ask, for me when she's on like we're on the phone and we're together and he's with his dad um and she calls him like he'll be like hey emily like in the background um so i mean he's he's definitely a little bit more i think more of the affectionate side and like will come to me and like he wants me to hold him every time we go anywhere and, and he kind of seeks me out which is awesome like because it's not really something that i expected to happen because we've been together for three months um mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's still fairly new, 
Um, so I think it's cool the attachment that he's built really quickly. Junior is five, so I think he's kind of in that stage where he's still trying to kind of figure out life and, and kind of coming into his own. So sometimes he'll be super affectionate and sometimes he wants like nothing to do with me. But I think that's just the nature of the game with a five-year-old or, you know, a 13-year-old. So just trying to figure out that yeah. dynamic of everything. So, I mean, it's it's been really refreshing. It, it wasn't something that I went into and I was scared of because I think when you kind of probably hopefully the same way that Amber was with you, I think when you're just in a relationship with somebody and you're that sort of in it and infatuated with the person and infatuated with kind of the prospect of what everything could be and what it could dive into and what could like it could potentially evolve into. I don't think you view kids as a roadblock. I think you just, it's either something you're going to accept or you're not going to accept, but you can't go into no. a relationship with somebody with a kid and expect to not be involved. No, I 100% agree. I think that's great. Uh, were you her first female relationship? I am. Look at me go. Look at you. You're a real lesbian now. You've, you've turned a girl. straight girl. Um, so I guess her kids are young enough, but like, have you guys discussed like when inevitably the question or the comment comes up about mom being with a girl? Um, she actually tells them that I'm her girlfriend. Now, in terms of if they get that, but I know that she's had conversations with especially junior, the five-year-old where she said like, Hey, like daddy's with Amy. Cause that's his wife's name. Mommy's dating Emily. So I think like he kind of gets it in terms of, okay, this is like who's mommy's with. And like, he will like, will call me mommy's girlfriend and he'll do, you know, like, I think he's kind of, she's kind of correlated it in that terms. And he knows that they're not together and has started asking questions. And it says like, you know, so you're not with daddy. Daddy's with Amy, and she's like, "Yeah, and I'm with Emily." And so I think she's kind of naturally kind of progressed it in. Um, the other really good thing that comes along with it, which would have been a deal breaker for me, there are a few deal breakers that I have in a relationship. But if she wasn't willing to be out to like her friends and her family about our relationship, mm -hmm. that would have been a, a non-negotiable for me. So the fact that to her family is open and they're supportive and they've been really, really cool about the whole thing. Um, yeah. We went to dinner with them last week, as a matter of fact, for her birthday. So that that part's been cool, too, because they can kind of help encompass and incorporate the fact that we're together. But Waylon's too young, I think, to kind of understand it. But he does tend to associate the two of us with each other, though, which is good. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think they're young enough because Amber and I had that conversation because, you know, I dabbled back and forth. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, listen, I just do what I want. Um, <laughs> but Tucker was young enough because he was four when we got together. Mm. So we just didn't even address it. Like we didn't address like whether... Like, we addressed that, like, we were dating or whatever, but we didn't say anything about, like, the fact that it was different than other relationships, right? Because yeah. I think if you don't make a big deal of it, it's not a big deal. But Asher, he was nine, so he was a little bit older and, like, old enough to know that, like, my previous relationships had been with men and to associate that this was different. And then also you have, you know their peers, you know, that are going to start saying things 
not necessarily negatively, but be like, oh. And so we had to have that conversation with Asher because he just said, it's weird. I've always like, I had a stepdad and now I have a stepmom. It's weird. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it and like, that was like, you know, we had to address that, but I don't know, like the way the world is now, they aren't going to let it go. This is true. Like I, I was accosted by like a five-year-old in a kindergarten classroom because she wanted to know why Tucker had two moms. Oh no. Yeah. She like followed me around. She's like, so you and Tucker's dad are divorced. And I was like, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, who's this? And I said, that's Tucker's other mom. She's like, what? And I was like, ask your parents. I'm not going to be a part of this conversation right now. Stop making a misunderstanding. Never go to school drop-offs. Okay, thank you so much. I'll no, just, it was a school conference. Hold I'll on one second. Never go. There you go. Go hard or go home, kid. I ran. I ran out of wine. Go I hard need wine for this conversation. Yeah, it's look at us. Here so, I thought I was gonna be boring. I was like, I'm gonna be your most boring guest. No, you're my first ever lesbian guest. How do you feel about that? Ooh, let's go there. Um, I mean, well, I you're don't... not the first lesbian in anyone's life. It's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, as someone who, God, man, we could go in, we could go into it. So, I I've been out like half of my life at this point. So for me, it just it doesn't feel weird or odd because it's just who I am as a person. Now, am I a shout it from the rooftops kind of a girl? No, um, but <laughs> I think it's just who I am and. I don't walk into a situation and be like, hey, I'm Because, I mean, most people aren't walking into a situation and be like, hey, I'm straight. You know, so I, I just kind of feel oh, yeah. like, this is just me. Take it or leave it. But, yeah, being gay, being from the South, being all of that is its whole little interesting dynamic that we can most certainly get into. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like we might not have enough time for all this topic. But I do have a question. Do you have family members? Because... This came up today uh, at work. Do you have family members that you can't be out to because of like cultural or religious reasons? Um, yeah. So I've been out to my parents since I was 18. Um, my brother and my sister both. I mean, my sister knew when I was 18. My brother's four years younger than me. So at the time he was 14. Um, I didn't immediately tell him. Um, my family didn't really, you know, I just wasn't sure how he was going to take it. So I came out to him probably three years after that, when he was like 17, 18, somewhere in there. Uh, but, um, I mean, I am from the middle part of North Carolina. So, I mean, we're right in the middle of the Bible Belt. Uh, I have a lot of very heavy, conservative, loving family members. Um so I am not officially out to my entire mom's side of the family. My dad's side of the family has uh, a few choice characters as well um, that we don't like to brag on. But my dad, God, is this little human. 
poem. What yeah. do you want? Children. They're the worst. Okay. Lemonade. Okay, love you. Ugh. Children. Love, love you interrupted my podcast. Love you. I know. No. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I am not out to really, and I gave that, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, like I got married in 2020 um, and then my parents started asking, and it's part of the reason why I'm not super, super, super vocal on like Facebook or my social media and I don't post a lot of stuff um, is because I'm friends with half of my mom's side of the family on there. So in 2020, I got married. I'd say 2021, somewhere in there. Like, I'd been married roughly a year at that point. And my parents called me. And my dad started asking, like, hey, if we go somewhere, what do you want us to tell people? And what do you want us to tell? Because you're, you know, 35 and your family members are asking you, you know, how's Emily? How's her love life? Like, where's her husband? Why isn't she married? Why doesn't she have kids? Um, and I kind of gave them the the kind of, freedom to tell them whatever they felt comfortable with um emily doesn't like dick that's why yeah yeah that's just true i think that's how it's worded <laughs> never touched a peen gold star thank you um, <laughs> but then i don't know i mean it just i i kind of wanted them out of respect and love for them because look i mean we all know my journey everybody's journey with coming out and being gay can can go in a lot of different directions and i hit the goddamn jackpot with my family and with my parents and i know that with them being loving and open and supportive and always accepting whoever i've brought home so i wanted them to be as comfortable as possible so that's fair. i told them whatever you want to tell people i'm comfortable with if you don't feel comfortable telling people then don't tell them. But if you do, yeah, you have my permission. If you want to, I'm 100% gay. If you want to. <laughs> never gonna happen with a man, but here we are. But it, yeah. Uh, I, I think it was yeah. just more of a respect thing for me. It's like I said, it's not something that I'm, I'm out, like, and I've been out, and it's not something that I look at and think, is like a scarlet letter or anything, but no, it is something that, well, I, like you said, like just being mindful because not everybody feels the same openness that you do. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like we were talking about today at work is that like a couple of them are like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm married, but I have this family member who is super conservative and out of respect for them. We just don't say anything. Like my wife is my friend. And like, but they, they understand it. And it's not because it's my entire family. It's just this one family member. Everyone else knows. Everyone else. just this one. I've actually never but, brought a girlfriend, wife of mine to any significant family event. I know that. Well, I know you're like, oh my god, judgy. But I and like I've only been in very long term relationships. Like I've only dated this is now the fourth girlfriend that I've had. The first one I dated for right. six and a half years. The second one I dated for seven years. The third one I was married to, but we were together for five years. Yeah. So I've only been in 
like very long-term relationships, none of them have ever come with me to like a large family gathering. <laughs> well, no judgment here. Yeah. Um, but oh, we already established that you're not a hoe. Um, I feel like Amber got a crash course into my family when my grandma died because we were already planning a visit to my mom and it kind of got hijacked because my grandma decided to make it all about her and die. Mm. Um, but my family's right. Gosh, she's so selfish. She's probably listening right now. Just being like, whatever. Um, pour one out for a grandma. Right. Oh, Bobo. Um, but we, they were from Oklahoma and they were very conservative and very religious and I was kind of concerned about, like, how the rest of my family would accept Amber. But also, I came out to my parents when I was 18. <laughs> I went back, okay? I don't know what I was doing with my life. I dabbled back and forth. But when I came out, I just came out. And I was just like, hey, by the way, this is what I... I called my parents on the way to a party and said, by the way, I like girls. And they were like, okay. And I was like, all right, I love you. Bye. And I hung up. That was it. That was it. That's how I came out. Boring coming out story. I know. It's the worst. But, like, my parents were like, whatever. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to, like, when Amber and I got together. I didn't even come out again because I was like, you know what? I already came out. I don't even need to do this. So I just posted it on Facebook. I was like, you guys will figure it out, I guess. Put two and two together. <laughs> right? But when my grandma died, we went to Oklahoma where my, like, very conservative religious family was. And I was so pleasantly surprised by how open and, like, loving they were. And they were like, yeah, no, they accepted Amber as their own, no questions asked. And it was, like, so cool. But that's something I've never, like, ever thought about because I feel like I'm pretty unapologetically me no matter how uncomfortable it makes people feel. And so I never, I guess, thought, like, oh, my family's not going to accept this. And if they don't, then I'm concerned. Like, I was just like, if they don't accept me, then I guess that sucks. But I'm just moving on. And so it's weird being, though, where we're at. Because, like, you know, I didn't live here forever. I'm not from here. So seeing this part of things. Because, you know, Amber's family, some of her family didn't know she was gay until we got married. Oh. And... Yeah, she got a letter from her aunt asking how things to the wedding, and that was how they found out. Yeah, um, she. Oh. Also, I think I'm the only one that her grandparents have met as the, her significant other. Yeah, like, and, and so as a participant and an observer of the people that Amber dated in the past. I don't know if I would have brought them home. I've, I've only ever known one of them, but I wholly, like, I feel that. Some true gems. <laughs> she had bad taste in the past, but thank God it got better. Oh, my God. I mean, from your mouth to God's ears, truly. <laughs> uh, but, no, it was just weird. But, like, also, it, yeah, like... I've always said, like, being a lesbian is like playing chess on a football field. Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on, but you're just trying really hard to stay ahead of the game. Yeah, I can see that. And I don't know, and like, because I've never lived anywhere else. So, like, for me, navigating the, like, the bigotry and the judgment and the kind of 
constantly looking and wondering what people are gonna think. And it's actually a conversation that I'm having now with Natalie, my girlfriend, because we work together. So then it's like knowing the same people and like knowing right. the same work environment. I think she's very open to being like, hey, like, let's tell people. And I'm a little bit more on the like, you have no idea how these people are going to react to it because I've kind of been through this song and dance before. You you need to be a little bit more selective, I guess, with who you tell because I don't want you to. Um, I don't want you to be disappointed when it doesn't necessarily go the way yeah. it's going to go because not everybody. Well, is. and I think. Oh my god, that's wonderful. Yeah, no, and I think I had that same problem because, like, again, I'm unapologetically me no matter what, like, feathers I ruffle. But I remember the first time that it actually, like, hit me that, like, we were doing something that maybe not everyone was comfortable or supportive of. We were in Texas, which, you know, it's Texas. And Amber and I were holding hands, and I remember thinking, like, oh, we're in Texas, and, like, not that I don't want to show how much I love her, but, like, what if this does, like, provoke some sort of, like, hate? Like, I didn't realize, because, like, I've never had that, because I grew up in Idaho. Like, Idaho, while it's a very, like, Republican state, like, is pretty accepting of whatever. And so it was, it was a weird, it was a weird feeling for me to think about that, like, oh, shit other people don't necessarily think this way and even now like with my new co-workers um I find myself like very cautiously saying yeah no um my wife is a nurse and just kind of like being like how do you feel about my wife do you still like me it is weird <laughs> but it is, you know, it's a weird navigation yeah yeah, but, like, also, I feel like those who care about you and that you want in your life will have to deal with it. And, yeah, like, work relationships have to still be work relationships. So, regardless of it, they're going to have to respect the work. If they don't want to be in a personal relationship with you, like a friendship or whatever, then that's fine. But but it is weird. And especially, like, patients, too. They'll be like, what does your husband do? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm married to a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> what a loving man he must be. Can I also just say that the karma of it all with the fact that I am, am now dating a co-worker when Kara had an affair with a co-worker and I gave her so much shit for it is just like the most karmic little poetic justice ever. Jackass. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, hmm, yeah. who does that? I and mean, here I am. listen, sometimes it's best. I mean, Amber and I worked in the same hospital, never in the same unit. And honestly, thank God, because I recently had to go through, like, orientation shadowing through the ICUs, including hers, on a night that she worked. We love that. I love her. I really do. But, man, she's needy, even at work. She got upset with me because I wouldn't bathe a patient with her <laughs> on a different unit than I was orienting on. What a little weirdo. I was like, I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to give baths. 
Is that like a kink of hers? Is that one of her weird? Hey, come in here and I don't know. Man, with me. Like, is that what her? Is her and her work wife do that often? To maybe. maybe. Is that her love language? You think? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. We're figuring it out. It's all coming together. Right. Right. I don't know what happened to the video, but we will keep rolling. I have your video, but no. Oh, there we go. Um, no, her and her work wife do it all the time together, which is fine. But like, I'm like, maybe it is. Also, whenever she sees a big penis, she has to share it with everybody. This thing loves us. You're right. I know you keep freezing. It's your fault. Um, no, whenever she sees a big penis, she has to share it with all her coworkers. She'll be like, I think this is big. Do you think this is big? And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> help us. How would she know? Um, I love her. I love her. A true gift from God. Too. She's weird. I love her so much. You have kind but... of, you have a boring coming out story though. I think we need to revisit that. Would you like me to make it more dramatic? Should yeah, we like re make it a little bit more? Like, do you want to hear mine, for example? Sure, let's hear yours. Okay, so picture it. I'm in bumfuck North Carolina, 1992. Yeah, 2006 to be exact. So I'm gonna take y'all back to 2006. I remember like it was yesterday. Um, Everyone's wearing so, bell-bottom jeans. Yeah, so I'm a senior in high school. And I had my, like, one of my best friends at the time was gay. So she and I kind of both sort of knew kind of where we were at with things. And I had hooked up with another girl in school that my family, like, didn't know about. So I sort of knew I was coming into my own. So in the next county over, I get introduced on my space, of all places, to <laughs> another lesbian or bisexual, I'm sorry. I, I'm still friends with her to this day, so I got to get it right. But I was attracted to her. Like, she was super, super cute. Um, she was just one of those people that, that, like, everybody within two, three counties, we didn't even live in the same freaking county, but everybody in two, three counties, like, knew who she was, knew who her family was, that sort of thing. So we mixed and mingled on MySpace for a minute. And then because I wanted to impress her, Here's where it gets fun. I had access to my parents' credit card. <laughs> and I'm like 17, 18 at the time. So I take her to the mall. And then we go to the mall in Greensboro, which is like 45 minutes from my parents' house. A mall I still to this day will not go to because I have PTSD from this experience. But I dropped like $1,000 on my parents' credit card. Um, was this the one that you now are friends with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's, like, a great friend of mine. Okay. But um, dropped $1,000 on my parents' credit card. Did not tell them. Like, waited for the credit card bill to come in. And I guess just assumed that they wouldn't pay attention to it, which is pay it off. And then I get a knock on my door one night, and it's my little brother. And it's right before prom, right before I'm about to graduate. Like, I'm sitting pretty, living good. I get a knock at the door, and it's my little brother. And he's like, uh, did you spend, like, money at Abercrombie? <laughs> I was like, what? And I'm looking at him like, he's crazy. Um, and then all of a sudden, my parents, like, come to the door, and they're like, what the fuck is this? And then 
I kind of shut down for a minute and then I wrote him a letter because I thought that'll do it. So I wrote him a letter and told them, I think I initially said I was bisexual. I tried to soften the world. And I was like, I'm bisexual, <laughs> but like, I don't know. And like, da, 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 da. and like, I just, I just wanted, I just want to fit in. And like, I want people to, you know, and then I gave them both a letter and they both started crying and they both did not take it very well. They weren't like, oh my God, we love you. It was not, it was not that. I was grounded. Oh. My car was taken away. I got locked out of my I house. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like yours and Amber's coming out stories are very similar. I feel like I keep trying yeah. to tell Amber she needs to come on here. She Maybe we'll have to have like a a thruple podcast where she can share her. She has to tell you the story about her dad throwing a cane through the door. Like that. I know. I feel like my listeners need to hear the story about her. <laughs> hear anything about her. Cause she's a very enlightening little gal when she opens up, but no, I, I know will, I will get on here with you at any time and we will just commiserate together about <laughs> the similarities of Amber and I's lives because we are very, very similar. I love that. Well, I think we are about at 45 minutes or so, so I think we should probably wrap this up, but we'll do another episode soon. Maybe with Amber, maybe without, because we don't know what she's doing with her life. We never know what she's doing. Yeah, we're just scratching no. the surface, so whenever you want to do <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Look, okay, well, like, we're going to have nothing to talk about. I always have things to talk about. I can talk to a wall. Look at us go. Well, I'll see you this weekend. Have fun. Yeah, I'll see you this weekend. Bye. Bye.